You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. The Throne Life, Holiness, is the title of this devotion. And all this week I'm talking to you about the throne life. And I want to speak to you about holiness when it comes to His throne. And one of the great examples that we have of that is, of course, in the book of Revelations, and, but especially here in Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah was a phenomenal man of God, I would say. He was called the evangelist of the Old Testament. In his 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah, he gives the gospel and about Jesus in absolute phenomenal way. And he lived in the, he served the Lord in the days of King Uzziah and his son Jotham and his son Azza and his son Hezekiah. And when his son Hezekiah, when Hezekiah king passed away and his son came is when Isaiah was martyred. Uh, he was sawn in two, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11. And, and Isaiah was a man who, who lived in a phenomenal way. His wife was also a prophetess. His children were given names concerning what God was going to do in the future. It's interesting to study some of these things. But here in chapter 6, Uzziah was really hurting because King Uzziah had died and his young 25-year-old son Jotham had to take over the reins, even though he had been serving his father in his father's stead while he was still, while his father was ill until he died. But Uzziah was praying. What a good place to be in times of tragedy, prayer. And he was praying and he had a vision. And it says in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, each one having six wings, two he covered his face, two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And the one of the seraphims cried to the other saying, Holy, 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 the thrice holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me for I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the King, of the, King the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphims flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with tongues from the altar and touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I I am sent me. It's a really powerful part in scripture. And, and I just want to highlight this two little things. Number one, when he saw the holiness, he realized how much he had become like everybody else. You know, sometimes as ministers, we can feel maybe, Lord, I'm, I'm not really in the, 
in the fullness of what I need to be in to, to minister to the people. And we need to have a fresh revelation of God's holiness to realize maybe how much we've become like the world and need to have a fresh touch of that holiness, a fresh impartation of that holiness because there's none holy but the Lord, Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1. And that we need that consistently. Christ in us is the true life of holiness because only He is holy. There's none holy but the Lord. And here, number one, you can see, he says, I am undone. That means I feel like a stranger. I'm cut off to this holiness. I, I don't fit. I don't belong here. I feel like I'm the ugly duckling. You know, I don't fit here. And then you can see how the holiness came into his life and immediately he fit and heard the voice of the Lord who will go and represent us. And he said, send me. Isn't that amazing? How you can have a turnaround in your life where you feel I'm really failing in my calling. I'm not achieving the fruit that God predestined to this labor in the spirit, in the power of his word. And all of a sudden you have a turnaround and everything begins to blossom because you're representing the Father. The second thing I want to show you here is this. In John chapter 12, verse 38 through 41, Jesus is describing this experience Isaiah had, which really called him into this kind of ministry to become the evangelist, the representative of Jesus. Because Jesus says there in John 12, verse 38 through 41, that Isaiah saw his glory with the Father and said, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed and who has believed the report of the Lord? Now let me rephrase that. When Jesus said, when Isaiah saw my glory in the Father, he said, Lord, who would believe me if I would tell them about this life? Even if I do your miracles, they will not believe me when I tell them of this life. And Jesus made that reference because even though he did miracles from God, they would not receive him and believe that he was the Christ. So he said, Isaiah said how you would respond about my coming, but he came anyway. We're talking about holiness. You know, I pray often, Lord, employ me, use me, right? I really do. I pray that often, all the time, and I know he has to work in me the ability to, to do what he would give me to do. And at the same time, of course, I have to do my part. But I, I sometimes feel, Lord, something has to happen about this. You know, I see the moral depravity and in the world, and I feel there needs to be a voice that wakens people back to God. There needs to be a voice that cries out in the wilderness, return to the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, so to speak. There needs to be a voice crying today in the wilderness of immorality and people having forgotten what it's like to live and live in such a way that it pleases God. <clears throat> and I see so many other situations and I feel, Lord, and I keep coming to Him and, you know, and seeking Him about it. So with that in mind, I want to take you to Isaiah 57. Okay, and in Isaiah 57, we'll start reading at verse 15, okay? 
For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in a high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite one. For I will not content forever, nor will I always be angry, for the spirit would fail before me and the souls which I have made. For the iniquity of his covetousness, I was angry and hit and was uh, 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 for, for the iniquity of his covetousness, I was angry and struck him, and I hid and was angry, and he went on backsliding in the way of his heart. I've seen his ways, and I will heal him. I will also lead him and restore comforts to him and to his mourners. I create fruit of the lips, peace, peace to him who's far off, and to whom who's near, says the Lord, I will heal him. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There's no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. The Lord is, is speaking here in such an incredible intensity of his heart. He says, I see that my people need to be healed, that my people are being dragged along with the world in the covetousness of, of the things that are passing away in the lust of the passing things and their hearts are not wholly consecrated to me, dedicated to me, separated to me. But I'm going to heal his ways and I'm looking to do it through those who are contrite and humble. I want to revive the spirit of the humble and revive the heart of the contrite. He says, the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in a high and holy place. You see, Jesus turned the hearts of the people back to the Father. Malachi prophesied this would happen. But the spirit by which he did it was a meek spirit, a contrite spirit, a humble heart. And I really believe today that the Lord is looking for us to have such a spirit of holiness about us in humility, in meekness. That means in utter dependence, in utter reliance upon Him, in utter abandonment to Him. In other words, if we say, Father, I can do nothing of myself, I feel so powerless to the need of the world. I feel so powerless. And, and Lord, I can do nothing. And we keep humbling ourselves before Him and he brings us into that throne life of his holiness in the meekness and lowliness of our submission and contrition before him. And it's amazing when the Lord has been able to bring us into his humility, into his meekness, into the gentleness of his humble heart and the easy to get along with spirit of his goodness, how his throne life begins to manifest in us. I dwell in a high and lofty place with him who's of a humble heart, of a contrite spirit. And you know, in Psalm 51, which is such a famous Psalm of David, oh, I love that whole Psalm. It's only 17 little verses. But he says, Lord, create in me a clean heart and grant me a steadfast spirit so that I may teach transgressors your way and that sinners may be converted to you. Or first he says, take not your Holy Spirit from me and casting me and not away from your presence.
You see, the contrition, the humility that begins to enter into the holiness of God. I'm undone, I'm undone, Lord. I feel like a stranger. Oh God, I feel like such a stranger in your holiness. And here comes the glory of His holiness in you as you humble yourself in your impotence, in your inability. And you are in this place of holiness with Him, oneness with Him, where the Lord who is holy begins to manifest His holiness in you. And then he says, who will go and represent me? And you say, here I am, Lord. And here we come into that throne life. I really believe to live in the throne life, you gotta live a holy life. I don't believe you can endure in the throne life if your life is not consistently being renewed in that holiness, in that total humility of dependency to know the Lord holy. One of the scriptures, and I'll close with this, that really stuck with me a long time ago. I'm talking 25, 30 years ago. It's Leviticus chapter 10, verse three, where Moses says to his brother Aaron, this is what the Lord said, that for those who stand next to him, he must be known as holy, and in them he must be hallowed. In them he must be hallowed. Hallowed means made holy or glorified. He must be known as holy. We got to know him, perceive him holy day and night. And you really got to pursue that. You got to pursue it and keep pursuing it. It's like Isaiah crying, woe is me, woe is me. I'm undone. I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. I'm no better than everybody else, Lord. Oh Lord, I can't boast that I'm something special because I have some talent, some gift. No, Lord. I am nothing without you. I have nothing without you. And you're in that humility coming and that humility and that contrition coming. And His holiness begins to come into you and transform your very nature, your very character. And you begin to partake of that throne life. My goodness, what glory God is wanting to unveil today. Amen. Have a good day.